0: another episode of the Deliver Dropout. This is a fun topic too. I think they're all fun topics, but we've been talking mostly about, you know, dropping out some of the different high points in making that decision and, and mostly about like, what do you do once you make that decision? How do you go get started strong? Today is a little bit more nuts and bolts episode. First episode here is the financial aspect of dropping out. So I think there's kind of two sides of this that are really big is one, thinking through the financial decision before you've made the decision. And two, the being smart about the financial decision once you've done it. And in particular, when there is student debt involved. So Lucho, start us off. What are your thoughts here? Let's tackle this first part first. You are a college student. You are unhappy. You're contemplating dropping out. You know you've got student debt talk us through that. Like what is, you know, what are the different highs and, you know, highs and lows there? What are some different points of, you know, points of advice that you'd recommend for that, the person, in that situation?
1: Yeah, for sure. To be honest, Mitchell, I don't know how we didn't talk about this early. Like no finance, I don't know how we didn't, I don't know how we, we haven't chimed in early on this. It's so important, right? Because once you get money involved, right? Maslow's hierarchy of need, that's it. You, you, you could go right into fight yeah. or flight. You could get right into scarcity mindset. Um, I know for me, like for, in my situation, I don't really have that student loan issue, but I, one thing I can say is like, you need some sort of, like, you got to make money, get, yeah. start repaying them as soon as possible. I know for federal loans, they usually offer a six month grace period. Yep. That's basically like your get out of jail free, figure something out. <laughs> you got, and you got six months, <laughs> you got six months, like fig. And t- to be honest, you could do a lot in six months. You could yeah. make a completely different career move career change transition etc i would focus all if i were doing it that six months that i have for that grace period i'm yeah. going all in on one yeah. thing i'm not divulging yeah. my energy yeah i'm if i'm if i'm like 10 15 20 thousand dollars in the hole yeah i don't have that luxury i'm going all in i'm figuring it out what, what do you got? What, what yeah. You got
0: so, coming? so, so let's carry on that first. So like you've, you've dropped out, you got some student debt, you, you know, you gotta, you got these repayments coming up. So there are a couple of things that I think of first one is like, do your whole budget, figure out what it costs you to live on. I've just always found, and I know I found peace in this when I was, I was in college, like fresh out of college too, for that kind of like first year or so on my own. Um, I was fortunate enough, you know, scholarships and stuff. I didn't have student debt hanging over my head, but you still got to eat, you know, you still got to pay, you know, you want the lights to stay on. You want the air conditioner in the summer heat. Like you got to pay rent. Like you got these bills. And I think, you know, for many people, and this was my experience coming out of college. This was the first time where I wasn't artificially insulated from some of those costs. And so for me, it was like, it was a little bit, oh, I was nerve wracking and, and anxiety inducing to think about all these different expenses that are hanging over your head. And for me, what I found was the, the best remedy at combating some of that. This was not a perfect solution, but this was the best best remedy at, at mentally handling it. It was putting the numbers down and doing a budget and realizing, okay, here's the total number. All right. You know, with rent and bills, I was coming out of college, things were way cheaper still. You know, inflation's mm-hmm. really had its way, but um, my rent was so cheap back then too. Like in small town, middle of nowhere, like I think all in, I needed like, I don't know. It was like eighteen hundred dollars to to live on and like pay all my bills and eat yeah. and everything. I was like, I can make eighteen hundred dollars a month. I could do that waiting tables in a couple of weeks. Probably like once you kind of have that number of like this is what I need to survive, everything becomes a little bit easier. So that's number one. Now when you throw the the wrinkle of student debt in here, here's here's what I would think about: is you know you add that in your numbers, you know what you need to survive. But two. If you are not on a fixed debt amortization schedule with your student loans, go do that immediately. Go consolidate all your debt, roll it into one lower interest rate, fixed rate, you know, amortization schedule. Do something like SoFi student loans or or any of these other lenders that are going to allow you to convert that debt into fixed debt. Because, you know, I know I've seen this so many times again, and I, I don't know, I'm not, you know, the perfect authority on how student loan debt is structured. But I've seen so many times the same story of people who were paying down debt, they put, you know, their payments on deferrals, or they worked out something where they weren't making their um, as much of a as high of a payment as right. they could be, you know, they're right. making like a minimum low uh, monthly payment. And so what they found over time is like, oh, my gosh, I've almost paid off what I originally borrowed, but I owe more than I originally borrowed plus what I paid off. And it's because my debt continued to grow. And, you know, when you're, you're making those low, low, low payments, like that's kind of the reverse way to think about it. It's not like minimize your payment. It's minimize the amount of time that you have that debt holding you back. And so for me, it's like live as cheaply as you can, and hustle as hard as you can to get rid of that weight around your neck and again that may be uncomfortable but if if you can go pay that debt off in two years instead of 16 yep. like in year three you are a free person you now have everything the whole world <laughs> is reopened to you and you know if, now imagine if you take that same discipline into investing or investing in yourself or building skills or whatever like they're just those are kind of the two big ones it's like calculate the number, get out of the like hole, like I don't know where I'm at situation. Um, You know, quantify your problem, what you need to survive. And number two is like, get out of debt as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can't overstate that enough. Like that's literally holding you back from investing. How are you going to invest if your, whatever, your interest rate is 12%, let's say annual, I don't know like what the rates are now, but let's say it's nine to 12%. And if you invest in an index fund, and that's you're roughly getting nine to twelve percent annually, you're you're breaking even at that point. Like there's no, there's literally no, you're not making any money. So the sooner you get rid of that, the sooner you could get an index fund, you could get a rental property, et cetera. I agree. That's what I did. I didn't have the student loan problem for me, but I remember prior to joining Praxis. Had a couple bumps in the road. I had a lot of credit card debt, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the what the way I tackled it is exactly what you mentioned. I put all of my money into that garbage d- credit card. Is probably even worse. It's like twenty nine to thirty five oh, percent. It's like it's ridiculous. So I did exactly what you did, what you what you're recommending. Just put all of it into it. What's the minimum I can live off? Of? I don't need a haircut every two weeks. That's nice, <laughs> but you know, I can I can get a haircut once grow this out.
0: I can grow this out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get the get the Tarzan look going. But that's. I agree. What's the minimum you could live off of? Sacrifice, you know. Have a stoic mindset. In between four to six weeks, a year or two, you're out of it.
0: Yeah. And and again, like this isn't like me preaching. Hey, you should suffer. You should suffer. You should suffer. (laughs) But again, at the same time, like I ate canned chicken and steamed rice for like two years. Like you know, not not every meal, but that was a main staple for me. And it, it wasn't. It wasn't me. Like and ramen, so much ramen, and we laugh about this, but it's it's not like. Hey, you're you're doing this suffering without cause. For me, it was like I know this is temporary. I know there are higher value things. I know if I can sort my priorities right out outright, like this will have this will have major impact over the next three to five years versus this this period of suck for like eighteen to twenty four months when you're first getting started out. You got to build up some momentum. So. That's I, th- I think this is kind of some 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 good talking points here. Uh, one other I want to throw in here is like if you are that person in debt, go check out Dave Ramsey snowball debt re, uh, debt payoff. Great. Uh, some some great de- ideas there. Just go Google it Dave Ramsey snowball. Um, great process there for figuring out how to prioritize paying off your debt, especially if you have credit card debt and the student debt coming out of uh, coming out of college, especially if you're dropping out, um, you know, take advantage of those grace periods. So couple different talking points there. Let's talk about the other side of the equation though. And I want to get your take on this because I hear this all the time and it's not always just about student debt, but it's, it's kind of the same sunk cost fallacy mentality, which is like, I'm not, I'm not happy in school. I've been here a year or two and I, why would I quit now? I don't want to be here. I think I should drop out, but I've ar- I'm already forty thousand dollars in student debt. At this rate, I might as well just stay here and get my degree. I've already wasted two years of my life here. I might as well waste four now. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, that's a. Fa- I don't know what that fallacy is called. I don't have like the name to it, the but sunk it's like cost. when yes, like when you commit a certain amount of time to it, yeah, and you feel like like you feel like you have to go down that dedicated route. I know I never like I'm an action taker. I don't really like the way I look at it. And I think I could provide a viable solution because I literally do not let that fallacy even get to my head. So one way to look at it in a positive way is like in those two years, you could completely transform. Like you could do a lot in six months, let alone two years. I think the more important thing here is you're replaying that fallacy because deep down, you don't feel confident enough to go after what you actually want. And that's the problem. And it's manifesting itself in this fallacy that I just spent 24 months in class. Well, I think 40 G's of debt is way better than 80 G's. So (laughs) I think (laughs) how I would take it is let me just drop the hell out right now, but make sure, and we go over this in different episodes, like make sure you have that plan, a self-belief that like you, like that's going to come with time. You're not going to like, Go work for someone with a vision in between, go get in the workforce, go add value, go lose yourself in the service of others. You will get clarity and just get rid of that debt. Like get rid of that financial burden as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. I think, I think we are such creatures of habit too. And we have this kind of, you know, there are probably different psychological things happening. You know, we, we don't like change. We fear change. We fear uncertainty. We, we like where there is a predictable, like kind of like understood convenient framework which is like school is safe it's the known and what do they say like better better the devil you know than the devil you don't know it's like well even if i'm eighty thousand dollars in student debt i don't have to think critically about what else i i would have to figure out if i just stayed here um at least eighty thousand dollars is a quantifiable number even though it sucks um and and i think about it in terms of like reframing the loss aversion instead, it, you think about it instead of like positive action, positive results. And so it's like, what if you could be debt-free in two years instead of 15? What, you know, what if one year from now, you could be, you know, you could have a job where you're making plenty of money to repay those student, you know, all those student loans in a reasonable time, but you could be happy. You could be, and and more importantly than happy, you could be doing something that was meaningful, something where you were like excited to be getting out of bed. Like how much would it be worth for you, worth to you today? Forget the financial sunk cost, forget the time you've spent here. How much would it be worth for you today if every day you were excited about what you were going to get up and do, even if it sucks some days, even if it was hard, how much more excited would you be doing that than suffering for two more years?
1: Yeah. And you, like, you nailed it, like two years, it's really not that long. Like if you, like the consequences can be drastic, actually, if you do wait the full four years, let's say, and you're not happy, if you're happy, that's a different story. And you know, you want to, but if you're already miserable, two years is going to seem like a freaking decade. Like it's so like, you might as well cut your losses at that point, go make some money and go do what makes you happy. As you just mentioned, I couldn't agree more.
0: So I'm going to get, get the head, bring my head out of the clouds too, because I don't want this to just be all like rah, 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 self-helpy. Like I want to talk about another angle of this that I've seen. And this was me in college too. And, and, you know, confession time here when you're unhappy and you're in college and, and there's something about the structure of college, it it can, it it begins to take on this shape of this is a holding cell. I know this is temporary, I know the real world is outside. And so I'm not in the real world. I'm unhappy. And I think that this opens up the door for all of the worst parts of college to creep into your life. The binge drinking, the partying, the, you know, all of the different, all of those, those kind of things where you just, you are by, you're just marking time. You're not, you're not only not being productive, but you're almost being a little bit self destructive. You're being just, I don't know. You're being kind of a, you know, piece of crap human being for lack of a better term, like you are stuck, you're in a rut and you're unhappy and that unhappiness begins to bleed over into other areas of your life, aside from just school, and that can have negative ramifications I think that that's why you see so many today like you see so many different terrible things about you know, the mental health crises and young adults who were like, I feel like I'm listless. I don't have a path. I am dejected, but I feel like I'm trapped here because my parents or whatever, like I don't have the courage to go do something else. That's the thing that you need to go tackle. If you're unhappy, forget about the debt you already have. Forget about the time you've already spent. Go tackle that. Go get yourself to help go help yourself by taking positive action. Instead of just suffering for two more years, you owe it to yourself. If you love yourself, if you want the best for yourself, Go do something about it instead of, you know, continuing to go down this, this horrible path that, you know, has negative consequences.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the thing is like, it will bleed into like, like escapist habits. Like I was the master at that growing up. Like I understand what it means to escape from yeah. your problems. Like it leads to nowhere. I've had that. Yeah. Like that was my early on in my journey. I did the same thing. I would just escape from my problems, not face it. Yeah. But the, the, the the power is in looking in your reality, looking in yeah. the mirror and being like, "Damn, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong." Taking out all the filters, no BS. Like just looking yourself in the mirror. Once I did, once I was able to do that, that's when my life changed. Yep. Like I remember, I had a very similar circumstance. It wasn't. I didn't get that moment when I dropped out of high. When I dropped out of college, excuse me. Yeah. But I got that moment when I left a job. When I left one of my like when I left the car sales job. Yeah. I looked myself in the mirror. I'm like, dude, what are you? what are you doing? You're escaping your problems. Like it could, it could manifest in different ways overworking over drinking. Yep. What like the first thing is do not escape, look yourself, make a plan and just tackle it and take, you know, just take that leap of faith.
0: Yep. I think that's, I think that's a good point. And I want to, I want to wrap this up with just one question. And again, this is not a question I had the maturity to ask myself at this age and stage I suffered through and I, I thankfully survived. I came out on the other side and, it took me several years of, you know, rehabilitation, for lack of a better term, like actually going and yeah, right. getting involved, doing productive work through, you know, through different jobs and things where I was being productive rather than just kind of like marking time. And so here's the question. And again, this is like nearly a decade of of introspection and reflection now that that I, I said this is like, is the environment you're in, is it is it enabling you to become the person or the kind of person that you want to become. And if it's not, get out of there. Go plant yourself in different soil. That's my my last take. Any final parting thoughts
1: on this topic? I same thing. Uh, atomic habits. I read that like it's the same thing. Your your environment has a big impact on who you become as a person. You change the environment, you could be a completely different person. So, I I I agree. Get get yourself out. Go get some help. <laughs> get yourself out if you don't want to be there. Get yourself out, do something, make it positive
0: change. If you are that person who's stuck in college, you feel like you're marking time, if you're having trouble in overcoming this cost, drop us a comment if you're on YouTube. Send us an email, Mitchell at Discover Praxis. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to chat, you know, chat with you about this. If you are listening on any other pot, podcast platform, you enjoy our episodes, leave us a five-star review. Let us know any other topics you'd like us to cover. We enjoy. Uh, We enjoy these conversations, appreciate you listening as always, and we'll be back again with another episode soon of The Deliberate Dropout.